Lights, camera, action. Basically, what we, what we were doing is we used to talk sports every week and then the virus hit, obviously, and so there was no <laughs> sports on. And so we went back. We were watching all our favourite comedy movies of our lifetimes, basically. We're like 26. And so Sex Drive was one of one of the, our favourites and obviously few better people to speak to about it than yourself. Oh, that's that's fantastic. That's it's very uh, delightful to hear. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's nice that the film has... Such a cult following, you know? Yeah. Well, we're going to say, I mean, to go way back to 2008, I thought 12 years ago, I mean, what what was the process like for you to land the role of Ian? Did, did you know much about it going in? Can you remember, like, the build-up and maybe what you had to do to audition and wind up being cast as the main the main guy? Yeah, no, this is a, this is a good brain exercise, remembering all this. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I... I I think it was called at the time. I I'll, I'll just tell you. Just stop me if anything's uninteresting. But at the time, I think it was, yeah, it was called um Untitled Teen Road Trip Movie. I think that's what they called it. Catch it. Uh, and and in fact, I think on a lot of the sh- there was an abbreviation for it. So it was U U T Untitled Teen Road U T R T M or something like that. Um, <laughs> and. Um, I remember getting an audition for it, um, as you know, an actor usually does. And um, uh, I, I believe um, I played the role of Ian in the movie, and I believe that I was the first person to audition for the director, um, uh, Sean Anders. Well, Sean Anders and uh, John Morris and Sean Anders wrote it, and um, and so I was one of the first person, or I think I was the first person they saw for that role. And um, then, uh, gosh, it must have been. I don't know, a while later, a few weeks, maybe to a month and a little bit longer, they um, they came back to me. They said that, you know, they 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 essentially thought, you know, he's one of our favorites and, um, you know, let's bring him in for the uh, final test. I may have auditioned once or twice more, but I think it was just once and then a yeah. test. And in the test, there were um, they brought us in and there were three guys. There were three people for for all for. For Clark Duke's role, three people for, uh, you know, including him uh, for Amanda Cruz's role and three people for my role. And they had us do this mix and match thing um, where, you know, I would read with Amanda and then I would read with um, another young actress and then I would read with Clark and I would read with another young actor. um, And, you know, they would do the same. And um, and then uh, I think that uh, it wasn't soon thereafter that or it was soon thereafter that um, they uh, they told us that we that we all got the role um and uh yeah i think that that's that's pretty much how it happened um in terms of me getting involved yeah 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 okay just in terms of the mix and match with the reading did you just a quick one did you think the chemistry between you clark and amanda was was there straight away or was it something that was worked on um was it easy easier to read with them than anyone else from memory uh, you know, Clark is such a great improviser, um, that I was intimidated by it. I mean, I was intimidated by it, you know, even, even when we were filming. Um, but I think the intimidation kind of quickly, uh, spread to kind of inspiration. I mean, it, it cause he, he's just so funny and he's, he's has such a great, 
uh, wit about him. Um, and I don't really have that background or I don't have that generally have that um, or lead with that um, ability. I think I have some of that ability, but but he's one of those like a lot of those people like Seth Green's like that as well. Um, uh, but they're wonderful people to work with because, um, they bring so much to the table and, and I think they inspire you to your own kind of, uh, in, uh, improv skills. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, working with Clark, I think probably the first time we read, I was, I was a little bit, actually, I could be misremembering this, but I do remember, uh, uh reading with him for the first time and, and being, I don't know if intimidated is the word, but I think I was taken off guard at how much he was improvising. And I think they asked us to to read it again. And when we did the second time, I thought, OK, well, if he's improvising a bunch, I, I guess I can just go with it. I mean, he's going off book. I'm going to go with him. You know, I'm going to follow his lead. And, and that's what we did. And um, and I think I think we probably brought that a little bit into the uh, the read when I when I read with Amanda. Um, I'd have to ask her as well. But I think that when she and I read, we were we were more on book. But I think we both probably got the feel that, you know what, we can we can play around here. And, and then we did. So, um, yeah, uh, so, so in other words, I think there was a chemistry in, in, in that we had an ability to, uh, to work off each other. Um, yeah. No, sir. The same, just as you say, I mean, you used the word intimidated at first might not be, as you say, the, the best word for it, but obviously you've been acting a lot longer than the, the before sex driver come up, but this is the first film where you're, you're the leading man. You, you're the first name on the poster. You, you're, you're front and center. So you, you are, you're the star as such. Was there even just after the reading, as it, as the film came out, was it a whole different kind of pressure, or did you just think it was the same? It was it the same? Um. Well. Uh. No. There was. A, there was a. I had. I had been the lead of little things here, or there, and I. I don't remember exactly that up to that point. If I. I'd been the lead of. I think a smaller film before I had yeah some some TV movies and all these different things yeah but but this was definitely the first um, major film that I had uh, that that I had been the lead of and and actually something to say to that point is that it wasn't I don't think it was intended to be a big movie I think that um, Summit Pictures which um, at the time I think they there's I don't know no, but I think they're still in existence but they were bought by someone but they were they were known as I guess a, a mini major studio is my understanding at the time and which which meant that they had you know they didn't have as much money as a major studio so they had two films going and actually they probably had two or three but the two that I know of were at the time was um, they had bought the rights for Twilight for the Twilight <laughs> book saga and they um, had Sex Drive and the, the, all their money went to Twilight. And so, so I mean, you know, they, they had a smaller budget for Sex Drive. They didn't anticipate it being that great. But when the reviews came out, um, or I should say when the, uh, they did, they test the test audience reviews. So they went around to different theaters around the United States and they, they would play the, the movie and then they would, you know, ask people questions or have them fill out these questionnaires and it tested really, really well. And when that happened, they they thought that they might have a good comedy on their hands, and they started throwing more money at it to uh, advertise it. Um, and in that at that point, to, to swing back around to answer your question, I think that um, uh, I think that that did generate a little bit of pressure or anticipation, really, um, from me. I, I certainly felt like, wow, this could guess this could be a big film, but I think from a lot of other people as well, because you had. Um, I think I think I kind of I'll often feel that Hollywood is a little bit like high school where, you know, um, 
there's a lot of hype and people are really cool and then and then other people aren't and then someone does something and then they're really cool and then if they can't maintain it then they aren't and i don't know i mean it's very it feels very um oftentimes feels very fickle and there was a feeling around that with um with sex drive because i know um there's a helicopter going over me um uh the um there were yeah i guess i i i was I was led to believe, or at least I drank the Kool-Aid of believing that it would be a big opening and then my career would change forever at that point um, because it, it had been so well received and, um, uh, and and it wasn't. It wasn't a big uh, success at the time. Um, it's it's had a life and I'm, and I'm very thankful for that um, a- after the fact. And, you know, it's funny. I remember um, uh, Seth. Green said that to me. I'm just remembering now after we, uh, after it wasn't a big hit because it was a box office, I think, failure, as it were. I mean, I, I don't remember what it made, like 10 or $11 million or something in the opening. And they expected the, the, the thing they were holding it to was super bad. Super bad, I think, had made $100 million in its box office run. And ours, um, and probably, I don't know what it made opening weekend, but um, ours did not make nearly as, as much. And um, I remember Seth saying something like, you know, it's a great, it's a great movie. It's a good comedy and it's not going to go away. It might not have been the immediate success that, uh, that the studio wanted, um, or that people, or that, you know, Hollywood acknowledges, but it will, um, it will have a life because, uh, it's a, it's a good film. So anyway, I don't, I don't know if I really answered your question. I was just, I'm kind of just, um, no, 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 that's, that's fine. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I remember seeing, um, Sean Anders, I think he was on an episode of, um, Joe Rogan's podcast and, they spoke about sex drive in like the first 10 minutes or so. And he echoed pretty much what you said, where with all the testing, he said it was, it was unbelievable. Like the reviews that they were getting, how much people liked it. He said, the issue was just getting people into the screen to go and see it because every, every person that did see it loved it. It was just yeah. getting people into the doors. Yeah. Well, it was a strange thing because I, I think, you know, and, and I've heard a lot of opinions about that. Some people feel that maybe it was the title it was a bad title sex drive because I believe it was a rated R comedy. I guess it must have been in a, um, you know, the demographic was a bunch of, for a lot of the demographic was a bunch of kids who, who probably wouldn't be able to go without their parents' permission. Um, and, you know, with a movie like Sex Drive, you know, it's one thing to go, hey, there's this comedy. Dad, could you buy me a ticket? It's a little raunchy, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, um, what's it called? Well, it's called Sex Drive. I, I don't know. There might might have been some... Um, that might have been uh, just a poor choice in title. There was also a, uh, some people were saying that maybe they advertised it wrong because there was uh, I think that the popular poster was me in a donut suit. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that didn't really get and holding a, I think, a gun. And, and it didn't really give people an idea of what it was. I think it, it seemed maybe a little too silly or. Um, and I, I think people discounted it like it wasn't it wasn't for some it wasn't an alluring poster. Um, it was just kind of a, that looks like a stupid comedy. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but those are the things that I heard after the fact. Thinking of, you've, you've mentioned about Superbad there. The sort of the plot line of the teenager trying to lose their virginity is a kind of, it's a tried and tested formula that tends to work. And is it kind of tough to stay within that sort of genre whilst also making it your own? So we often compare films to like American Pie, for example. Is it hard yeah. to sort of differentiate, differentiate while staying within that sort of uh, that genre? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I I think that um, 
we we certainly didn't set out. No, I don't think anybody had said anything about um, set, setting out to make um, anything like super bad. Um, we there were some um, films that I think Sean Anders had talked about uh, that that he and, and John Morris uh, uh, were inspired by or or had similarities. There was one um, I'm trying to remember. There's this older John Cusack film. Uh, what is it? I could look it up right now. Um, but uh, almost famous. No, it's 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 a road trip movie. Um, uh, John Cusack is like all. Is it all the way or uh, uh, John Cusack? I don't know. Uh, uh, road trip movie. It's um, the sure thing. That's what it's called. Okay. So it's like he says uh, his classmate. They go and take a long trip to Cali. I think for a girl, essentially. So it was a similar. It was a similar yeah. feel. Yeah. And, um, uh, but we didn't, you know, we, I think that, I think, and this is wisely so, I think, uh, John Morris and Sean Anders, they, they both talked a lot about the, um, the heart involved in the film, um, and the relationship, yeah. the friends and specifically the relationship between, um, Amanda's character and mine, Amanda Cruz's character, um, and how we could get as silly as we wanted to a degree Provided that we that that it all uh, hung on a um, on a real friendship and and um, you know uh, a real connection between these characters, and um, and I think that was probably the best thing. Um, I th- I mean that may have been the smartest thing or smartest instinct that they they had about the film because right? it seems to me that that uh, that that we maintain or we always kind of kept in um, an awareness of 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 the heart of the film. Um, yeah, that's so, something that's, we sort of observed as well. That there's there is clearly like an effort to put emotion into these characters and their relationships. It's not just like doing crazy things. That is sort of uh, a thread throughout. Yeah, yeah. It just seems easy to discount something when it's just joke, 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 and yeah. you start to not really care about the characters. But it's so much more enjoyable when you do care about the characters and you are rooting for them. And these, you know, and it allows for us being, I guess, a little bit more grounded most of the time. Um, allows for all these um, over-the-top characters to uh, to exist yeah. around, you know. Um, so it was, I think it was really, it was really well played um, on their part, and um, and there was a lot of talk about that. I, I do think that um, Sean and John and and Sean and I talked about it a lot because Sean directed it. Um, I mean, John was there the entire time as well, but um, uh, making sure that those that those beats hit. I, I, there was a scene. Where there is a scene where um, Amanda Cruz's character tries, or I uh, uh, says she has a secret, and then my character Ian tries to kiss her. Yeah. And I remember filming that because I think we talked about it for a while before, uh, you know, in the few weeks uh, leading up to it, because it was such an important moment to get everyone on Ian's um, Ian's side, you know, to really see how much he. it, how much he liked, um, you know, Amanda, and and in a way, how much she liked him. But it was just not never had happened. And and then when we got it, it was such a huge relief because I I remember feeling like we got it, but it was also their incursion. It's like, no, we have that moment, and that moment really works. And it and it 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 gives us so much mileage. Yeah, because you do yeah. really feel for him in that moment when you yeah. do, you, do, you just kind of you crumble <laughs> as well. Yeah, and I have to. There's a, there's something I definitely stole from. Uh, I think from. Uh, um, from Steve Carell in that moment, um, 
he had something. I don't remember there's that you know that you're so easy thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was something I had seen Steve Carell do in a different context or something, and I don't know. We were we had rehearsed it. Uh, um, we'd rehearsed a couple scenes at, at Sean's apartment before we went off to Florida to shoot it, and and I think that I was um, watching something and I just thought of it and then it just kind of came out when we were rehearsing and I, Sean really liked it and he said, you have to keep it. Um, I think. And, um, but I, but it's definitely something I, in a way, and I have no problem admitting that because I think that everyone steals from everyone, you know? So, um, uh, but it kind of really worked. I made it my own, I feel, um, or at least hope. And, um, and, uh, but it was, yeah, it was definitely a Steve Carell inspired moment. That's great because we were actually going to ask if were there other characters you'd taken inspiration from. So you've uh, you kind of beaten us to the punch there. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm so neurotic, uh, oftentimes, not all the time, but that I, you know, when I got the lead in this film, I thought, oh gosh, you know, I really got to watch a bunch of comedies. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, uh, so I, I did watch a lot of comedies. I don't know if there's. I I think. Um, I watched the sure thing and I watched, uh, the other ones that he mentioned. Um, I, I don't remember, but you know, I, I think that maybe Sean talked about Ricky Gervais in extras. I think we talked about that a lot and I did, I had never seen extras at the time. And I, then I religiously watched extras before we started shooting. Um, I don't know if that's an inspiration, but I, I did really enjoy it. And I, and it did kind of, it did, it did feel a little bit like you can, um, uh, you can kind of watch uh, ha- the rhythm of, of how Ricky Gervais does his stuff and, and I feel like learn a lot from it. So Definitely, yeah. A lot of the like success, I think, in the film comes from the fact that there's so many different like layers of comedy there. Like You have the two extremes. You've got like Rex with the absolute like, in-your-face comedy and then Ezekiel's character who's like, far more subtle with everything. And there's like sarcasm. What, what was it like shooting all of that? Because it's kind of like up and down almost like as fast as it can go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't know what to expect with, um, with James Marsden uh, because I'd never worked with him before. I'd never met him before. And he just, you know, he came out with uh, guns a blazing and it was, yeah. uh, it was very funny. Um, and I, I just didn't, I had no idea what to expect. I remember, I think one of the first scenes we shot was one of the first scenes or sure first scenes I shot with him was, uh, I think when he, uh, first comes on screen, it was kind of chronological for that first scene at least. And I mean, he came out with all these, you know, ad libs and uh, I, I I don't think I didn't know what to, I mean, I was just, I was overwhelmed. Um, it was, uh, but I think we fell into, it's the same kind of thing with Clark. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that that for people who come on really strongly with their work, uh, it's it's it takes me a second. But then it's nice to fall into the rhythm of understanding how they work and then being able to kind of dance with that. Yeah. Um, and um, with Seth, I had I had met Seth. Um, well, I had met Seth on Austin Powers. Um, I had done a little bit in the third Austin Powers and I'd met yeah. him there. And and I'd also met him because um, I was doing a play with. Um, essentially a friend of his um, and, and he'd come see the play a few times. So, I mean, I, I'd had a few encounters with him. So we had a bit of a rapport, but I had never worked with him to that degree. And he, um, uh, gosh, Seth is, is really, I mean, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I'm just thinking about now with yeah, Seth. No, and definitely. I just feel like he's, he's such a great guy. I, I mean, he's just, 
to me. I've, at least that's my my experience of him. He's he's been the most generous and real and honest and sometimes just uh, a, just it, just hilarious. Um, yeah. Uh, a guy and um, uh, you know I kind of oh, I in a way I feel like I. I I look up to him a lot and I, and I feel like I, I aspire to be as, um, you know, genuinely, uh, uh, confident, but also, uh, you know, loving and supportive, uh, that, that he is, he is. Um, but so in other words, yeah, he, he brings a lot to, in terms of the improv, but it always felt, um, it, it always felt collaborative and supportive and, um, uh, so yeah, and uh, and just and just always in part of the team, like always, yeah. uh, always seems like he was on the side of of let's make a great movie, you know, let's do the best we can. It's interesting. It's interesting with improv. Like it's, it's I mean, we're all quite big fans of Seth Green, so it's nice to hear that he is. Gen- <laughs> that is a massive relief. I'm so happy. Genuinely <laughs> a nice person, but with yeah. improv, it seems it can go one of two ways, really. Like you say, it can be if it's a team effort and everyone goes goes with it. You seem to get some of the best best results you can, but is there sometimes ever, ever a danger on, on any set really that if someone is when improv is flowing, people try and steal a scene or tr- try and take over, and it, then it can be a, the detriment to the film. Yeah, that's that's absolutely always a risk. I mean, look, I'm I, I'm sure you've been to uh, improv shows um, where yeah, it seems like everyone's just trying to to steal the spotlight, and it yeah. doesn't feel collaborative. It doesn't feel like people are building with each other. Instead, they're just trying to um, be the star of the show. Um, that same kind of thing can happen on a set. Um, and it, and it's sometimes the director's job to go, okay, you know, let's tone it down here or let's keep this and let's not, you know, um, or that happens in editing. Um, it depends on how it's shot, but it, it, it is, um, it's definitely a risk. Um, I, and I think it's also in, in a way, that's why I was grateful to be kind of the straight man in sex drive because that was not my strong suit, I don't think. And so it was nice to kind of play, uh, uh, I don't. I don't. I, you guys know sports more than I do, but you know the what the point guard or the uh, not point guard, the assist. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and not have to feel the pressure of um, you know, kicking the ball in the goal or um, taking it all the way to you know to, uh, yeah. to the other field. Um, it's uh, yeah, but you know, we didn't really run into that. I don't think. Um, you know, in terms of. It, of anybody trying to be trying overburdening the scene or, or stealing the scenes to ruining the scene to make it about themselves, not necessarily intentionally, but because they come on so strongly. I mean, James Marsden's, um, character was such, such a strong character and he brought so much, uh, you know, energy to it that it, it worked when he took over a scene, you know? So that, that was kind of a, you know, a different situation because it was his job to kind of bully me and bully everyone around him. <laughs> so it really, really worked. Um, and, you know, I, Dave Keckner played a role. I think he played um, like a guy we find on the side of the road. Yeah. And he's <laughs> such an incredible improviser as well. Um, and I don't think, I mean, he did go, he did bring a lot of, of um, ad living to it, but it, it kind of worked because he was so kooky anyway. And most of it was on his coverage. It wasn't like he was in a, he, I mean, we were in a scene together, but it was this crazy guy who had no relationship to these other people in this car, i.e. us. So he could kind of do that. And I think he knew that, you know, I think that any great improviser probably knows 
when it's time to lay on the gas, when they can, when they need to tone things down, when they need to, you know, uh, pull back. And again, it's it's up to the director to if if they don't see that, if they're just trying to steamroll everyone uh, yeah. to say something. But but we I I don't think I ever remember. Clark is a great one. Uh, he's, he has a great gift for the one liners. And um, instead of being so it didn't feel like he was steamrolling any scene. It just he was always just embellishing a scene and giving the editor or the director options. I mean, yeah. I I don't I don't even remember if it's in the. I remember one time we were in the car and he, I think it is in the final film where is, you know, uh, there's a car trying to pull us over or uh, race us on the freeway. Yeah. And it's like, you got to race him. And so we had, uh, the camera was on him and so it was his coverage. And so we were all kind of off camera, making sure not to step over any improvs that he might come up with. <laughs> and I think the one that's in the film is, uh, and he had many, many, uh, was, I don't care if that's Steve McQueen's zombie corpse. Is that, <laughs> yeah. that that's in the film, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He had a bunch of those, though. Um, and I remember that one in particular, loving it. I, I may have ruined it the first time he said it. I think I may have laughed over it and he had to do it again. <laughs> and so that might be the one that's actually in the film. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was an interview um, like from a few years ago where... A sequel was mentioned, but following um, Randy and Andy instead of like the main characters from the first one. Hmm. Did you ever hear any more about that, or was that just something that was kind of said once the film was released and no- nothing really more happened about it? Yeah, um, I feel like I heard that somewhere, but I don't, uh, I don't know, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, um, I, I haven't heard anything since, um, and I don't. You know, I don't really see I see Seth every once in a while because we have some mutual friends and and um, he's just kind of always there, you know, for advice and um, generous in that way. But I and I I I talk to Amanda, you know, through email and whatnot every once in a while. I run into Clark every once in a while, but I don't really um, and I've seen um, uh, some of the other people, but I but I don't really keep in touch with uh, uh, too many other people from the film. So I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I haven't heard anything. And I think at this point it'd be, I mean, far too late to do a sequel. I, I would imagine. I don't know. I guess that's not true because they did Bill and Ted recently. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. What, one of the things we thought uh-huh. about was, um, like, for this type of film, it, it's not really one that any of us would want to sit and watch, um, like, with our parents. Did Did you watch it back with yours? And what, what was their, their reaction <laughs> to, to seeing your role? Um... I don't know that I, gosh, I don't know that I was very embarrassed. I, I'm embarrassed. I mean, I did not want my parents to to see certain parts of the film. Um, but I don't think I ever watched it next to them. I think they must have, uh, they must have seen it in the theater because um, I don't think they came to the premiere. No. No, they didn't. Um, was that um, was that their choice or yours? Was that you trying to keep them away? Or? Um, well. I think that uh, no, I mean, I you know, I'd want them to have the experience, but I they they think they were out of state. Um, uh, but I, I I was relieved at least that they <laughs> that they weren't there to to some degree. Um, and um, uh, yeah, but they you know they're always they're always very supportive. So they they didn't say anything about maybe my dad said you know it's a little raunchy you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't think they've seen the unrated version. I don't know if you guys have either. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's. 
that's kind of a joke version of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So, do you want to go, Keenan? So I was just going to say about the unrated uh, in the unrated version. They do throw a lot more of they, there's a lot more of the improv that goes into it along with the random random flashes of naked women walking across the screen, um, but but with with sort of the the improv um, and it's something we we always like to think about whenever we're watching a film and whenever we speak to someone just because it's always interesting to know. Um, you've mentioned obviously there being quite a lot could be in a lot of scope for it. Um, was there any? Is there any lines just or sort of be it improv or be it anything? Is there anything particular that gets quoted at you now, um, just just from either version of the film? Um, well, I, first I'll say that uh, the unrated version. I think Sean and John were were asked by the studio or told by the studio that hey, we want to release a DVD that's an unrated version because that's what people want nowadays. And they said, unrated version. What do you, what do you, what do you want? Like, what do, what do we do? And they, they came up with this idea that, okay, you want unrated, we'll give you unrated. And they, they said, we want to, you know, can you, can I, whatever, can you budget in that we uh, need to do some additional, you know, additional shoots for the for the uh, unrated version. So they hired some some uh, adult film actors, <laughs> and they put them in front of a green screen. You know, and have them do ridiculous things like juggling and, um, you know, uh, just close ups of different things. And uh, I think body parts, um, unfortunately, and they they spliced it into the film. So that was the their their take on a, an unrated film because they th- thought the whole I think, as I recall, I think they thought the whole uh, idea was kind of silly that we needed to have an unrated version. So they thought, OK, well, let's make fun of the unrated version. Um, and and some of the improvs i don't even i may have seen the unrated version in its entirety but probably only bits of it um but i do know that some of the improvs that were cut out or some of the joke improvs that were just supposed to be outtakes like i think the, um i think like uh, uh the garage door opening and um yeah. <laughs> like i think that i'm on my knees or clark's yeah. on his knees yeah yeah like obviously that was a joke for the film crew and for our outtakes, but they put it into the unrated version um, because they just thought it was so silly. <laughs> um, and like there's certain things I think um, Marsden comes in at one point and I say Cyclops and um, yeah, yeah, these <laughs> are just jokes that um, we never thought the public would see, but they did. Um, uh, but does anything get quoted? Um, not. Not exactly to me, I don't think. I just get a lot of um, sex drive. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's usually just yelled out at me, sex drive. Um, But uh, I don't know, if you guys guys were going to quote something, what would you – is there something that comes to mind? That's a great question. Yeah, I don't know if it's the first one, but it's only just – it is now because I was only speaking about it. But it might be James James Martin saying, I wouldn't let you drive the judge if it was parked on my schnutz. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah he I was really... mainly just whatever like ezekiel's hole from <laughs> picking up uh lance oh yeah returning the car everything involved in that i think would be um, i mean there's if you just search sex drive i think half of the results on youtube are just uh seth green compilations 
Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, the passive I mean, aggression I, I, with which he says it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's an endless font of, of uh, you know, improvs. It's pretty great. Uh, I remember him and Gat Clark were after work one day, we were in the van and they were just riffing. And it was, I, I was probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I, I just couldn't believe it. Like, it was just Marvel, sat back and Marvel that they could just um, make all this stuff up. It's just very funny. <laughs> Um, they seem like they had that good rapport with them. I mean, there's that bit where they're in the carriage together, and they. Uh, this is yeah. again the unrated version. They look down the camera at one point as well. I think. Yeah. They clearly, just working off each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they had a ball. I wasn't there when they they shot that. Um, but uh, I yeah, I um, I know that they they had a great rapport. Yeah. <laughs> the, you mentioned the the donut suit earlier. What happened to that afterwards? Did you keep it? Did you keep any part of it? <laughs> I mean, filming in Florida, as you said, I can't imagine that was much fun to be wearing. No, I mean, well, what's what's amazing is, you know, I operated that mouth, you know, the mouth that goes up and down. Yeah. And I remember um, I was really good at it. I mean, no one expected me to be good at it. No one asked me if I could do it. I just happened to be really good at it. Um, and I think Sean, after a while, said it's incredible that we, you know, hired an actor who, who knows how to, you know, do this because it's very funny that it's, you know, that. um, and, um, I did not, that suit was, uh, there were a few suits as I remember, there were two or three suits, they had like a hero suit and then a, you know, a stunt suit. And, um, it was kind of nice to be in. I had never acted in something or like in a big mask. I've never, even to this day, I don't think I've ever, worn a bunch of makeup, I think, uh, and, and there is something freeing about being in a, in a costume, uh, or wearing a mask, which is, that's kind of like wearing a mask. You feel, you know, I suppose a little less self-conscious and you feel a little bit more committed or you feel, uh, you, you're given license to be a little more committed or more playful, um, which is an interesting uh, revelation, but, um, no, I don't know who, Someone told me, I feel like recently, I don't know who has that costume, but I was given the shoes for the costume. Okay. I was given the, uh, at least <laughs> one pair of the clown shoes. Um, and so, uh, but I don't know what happened to the body. Uh, I mean, it's really the body we're talking about. Someone must have it or, or you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's in... Uh, you know, those so, shoes up on your mantelpiece like, like a yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean just basically clown shoes you know um, but, uh, um, yeah. I like the idea I like the idea more that someone's got the suit rather than it being stuck in, in the studios being stuck on the studios lot just in someone storage. somewhere has this donut <laughs> yeah 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 that's really great in fact I kind of want to google it maybe someone's posting or something um yeah um, talking of acting, it's not not a mask. We're talking of sort of acting in different environments and sort of ways it can be free and or not. Um, obviously, a lot of the scenes in the car are all centered around you. Um, is you're, you're the one in the driving seat for, for the most part? Um, what's it like? What was it like to film? Is it different? Does it give you license to do anything more or, or anything less? Well, you know, um, we we. Sh- so we shot most of the film, or I guess all the film in Florida. There was some, um, we, we did one pickup, I think, here in L.A. And we, uh, some of the, the second unit, you know, B, uh, B-roll stuff of, of just the car road, uh, road trip, that we probably weren't in that car for the most part. Um, 
and it's just wherever they shot that. I don't know to make it look like the Midwest or. But when we were in the car, we they took us out to. I don't. I can't remember what highway it is, but it's in the swampland between the major cities of um, in Florida, from between the coasts. Okay. So it's whatever that highway is that that I think connects the two coasts, and you're just pretty much traveling on a on a uh, highway in uh, in between swamps. And um, we had stretches of the highway before they they only blocked off that we had a stretch of I don't know two or three miles or two miles, and then we had to turn around. And then we'd have another two miles back the other way. <laughs> so we would just do a loop. Like we'd keep going in a loop. And then we were on a rig. So there was, uh, you know, a big truck in front of us. And then the car itself, as I recall, I think was on was on a uh, kind of on a trailer. Yeah. And then they would have to adjust the camera, adjust the lights. And y- you couldn't go too fast because there's a whole bunch of crew people in front of you and hanging off the side. And, and um uh and so we only had and we and and so the director would would yell at you it's just usually the way the case the way this is done but not yell at you but the director had a walkie-talkie and and he would speak in his walkie-talkie from you know 30 feet away up in the truck and you would hear it inside um and he'd be watching a monitor and you'd hear it inside the car so he would be able to direct you or say like pick it up here or Okay, we're, we're, we have to stop there's a camera you know or the you know second ad would um assistant director would Let's say we have to stop, you know, because XYZ. So um, it, it was – it kind of felt like the pressure was on because we only had this little stretch before we knew, you know, and we'd have to mark it ourselves. We'd hold up the, you know, the marker and, you know, uh, 54 Apple take, you know, two or whatever. And then um, uh, it was really, you know, it's really – it was really fun. It was fun. Like I've done that before. Um, but what was particularly fun about this is because there were so many scenes in that um, – in that car and it was just the three of us. So, and there were a lot of interactions we had. And so it was just a really fun to, uh, to do that for, I think a, almost a week straight or something or other. Um, and, uh, uh, but the pressure felt like it was on because we only had a certain stretch of, of road before we had to get it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah. Well, definitely. What? Thank you again for giving us some of your time today. We really appreciate it, and um, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have uh, have a good night out there. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thanks, Thanks for your time. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. Bye.